Welcome back to the Beers and Cheers podcast. It is the final episode of the tumultuous 2020 season. I know this is to, we're technically in 2021, but Texas season finished up in 2020. So we're just going to go ahead and keep on rolling with that. 2020 is finally over. 2021 is getting off to a little bit of a rocky start, but that's all right. We've actually got through a full football season. Well, okay, I take that back. Don't want to curse it. We still have one more game left, and there's a little <laughs> bit of, uh, of a slight delay that might be oncoming for that one. So, But still, regardless, the Texas football season went off without a hitch. Kansas didn't count, whatever. And a lot of shit has happened in the past, what? what God, when was the last time we did an episode? Uh, before, was that Thanksgiving? Or did we do one? God, has it been a month and a half? Yeah, it's been a while, but Dang. it's been a weird year. I think we definitely I, – I I was pretty negative on how far I thought the season was going to go, uh, mm-hmm. just in general for NCAA, and I'm surprised they were able to make it happen like they did. So kudos to them and at least giving us something to do new this past fall. Um, no, I, I actually went back and listened to a little bit of our first episode, and it was pretty funny hearing us being like, Okay, this is all like a caveat. Like, if we actually play more than like four games, if not, then like you know, don't listen to any of this. But well, it's sure funny because like it was actually getting better and better, right? Like it's right. October, and then it just yeah. all fell apart and got worse. But uh, yeah, what a what a roller coaster of a season. But Texas technically never had any COVID issue, real COVID issues. Not that we don't. Yeah, I guess. That we know of. We really don't know about. I mean, I feel like there's definitely had to have had some issues. Oh, yeah. But we just it kind of stayed under wraps. But Yeah, no, 100%. Um, okay, quick stuff. T-shirts. Thank you to everyone that's bought a T-shirt so far. I still have um, a decent amount left. I will be coming to Houston this weekend and the first weekend in February for something. I can't remember what. Um, if you need them, if you're in Houston and need them then, give me a shout from Dallas. Anywhere else, uh, just text me. We can make. I can ship it to you something. Instagram, thanks again. Everyone send in and stuff every fall, like every weekend. We say it every time. It's the most fun thing to, to watch and to see. So please keep on doing that. Um, hopefully we can get some more stuff, pictures uh, posted in the off season. Um, as John and I bring take me a shirt. What? Bring me a shirt. I'll bring you a, sh- a shit or a shirt. I can do both. Um <laughs> uh god you got me off topic yeah instagram just keep on sending those in that's awesome outlook for the off season it's the off season we uh we we, we just whoa, need whoa, whoa, whoa. you're going too fast slow down what uh, i would say for instagram let's try to get something going for the basketball season i think that'd be Ooh. pretty fun as there will be no like fans in frank Irwin this year i think for the rest of the way god, um, that sucks i mean it's well, of like course they, the one year that we're good yeah we'll, we'll get to that a little bit but i think it It'd be fun if we got a little like basketball tradition going. Everyone like That's wear true. your stuff at home while you're watching a game on a Tuesday night on Longhorn Network or whatever. So, if you're listening to the you know 500,000 people that are listening right now, please uh, send your pictures in to Stuart, Alexa, or excuse me, um, CMO, CMO, or I, me, whatever it is, at your convenience. All right, Colorado. We didn't give a preview for it, and I'm cl- kind of glad we didn't because they were really, really bad. Um, yeah, that was unbelievably bad. I, I don't know what it is. Like, they were – I know they only played, what, five games? But regardless, they looked terrible. And they only lost one game. Um, I think that was to USC, right? Um, 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they lost. Um... Don't know. Utah, excuse me. They lost to Utah. They didn't play USC. But, yeah, they were 4-1 and one going into the game and looked decent. Like, I mean, they didn't play anyone great regardless, but still. Uh, but, yeah, they sucked. Um, I think from a Texas overall standpoint, people are going to remember this as, like, the tale of two Bijans and that, like, he had an unbelievable game, 180 yards, and he sat out an entire quarter in, like, three possessions for God knows what reason. Yeah. And I think it's, it's people will get sad about this, but we can get into this. I would like to get into this later because I think it's an interesting topic. But like, do you think people remember this as Sam getting hurt in this game? Or do you think people remember it as Bijan and Casey Thompson playing unbelievable? Bijan. I think so too. Like, I don't think people really care because Sam wasn't playing that great. No, he really wasn't. And Casey Thompson outplayed him in the second half, like, tremendously. So, yeah, I mean, let's stick on on number five for a second that was unbelievable like oh yeah that obviously it took him some time a few games to kind of get in a groove mm-hmm. but they're, they're, like if you play him in the tcu game or in the ou game or you know in the iowa state game more i think you win without a doubt one of those if not two of them if he plays more i agree i think uh, Looking back, obviously, 2020, if you play him more, you know, give him half of Roshan's – not half. Give give him a third of Roshan's snaps and a third of Keontae's snap, as well as Jake Majors as your center and Derek Cursair as your right tackle. I think, yeah, I agree with you. You win one game and you probably win two. Yeah. Because that was a completely looking different offense, and the play calling was not was not that different. I didn't see anything really that different. No, but I mean, like, that's some difference in between Tom Herman having a job or not. If yeah. he only lost a game this year, he would still be our coach. Right. Like, but that is so – such an easy, like, game decision. Why would why were they not playing him? Were they trying to keep him healthy in this bowl game? Were they trying to – I don't know, man. There was so much stuff going around. I, I, I started to believe for a second. I was like, Herman's – he's, he's giving the double birds to everybody, and he knows he's fired. But I, I don't know, man. It was so weird, and it was just one of those – you see it sometimes, but usually not to this, like, level of stupidity. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, just put him in the game. It's really not that hard. It's not even a play call. Just call the same play. It's just put a different guy in. Yeah. Um, like, it, this is a lot easier than trying to call good plays. It's just having the best players on the field possible in a bowl game. And at that point, we're only up by a touchdown, I think. Somewhere around that, no more than ten because it was uh, fourteen, or sorry, seventeen ten at half. So yeah, you're no more up than a touchdown. So wh- what what's the deal here? But yeah, that was ridiculous. But then in, you know in the second half it it didn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, <clears throat> he comes out and he plays unbelievable. Casey Thompson has two incompletions and uh, four touchdowns on through some unbelievably deep like good deep balls too. I mean. I, the, what a the, welcome the, sight. The best throw was when he reset his feet when he was about to get sacked on just it was a simple it was a first down, but it was just a simple, I think Brewer was running just a simple over dig route. And he kind of scrambles away, resets, you know, he starts going left, sees Brewer's open, you know, from his left to his right, and then resets his feet and faces more towards the right and like 
puts a perfect air on the ball. You know, he's got a trailing linebacker. So if he underthrows it, it's a pick, probably a pick six. It was just, oh, yeah. No, he, he played phenomenal. Honestly, uh, his first touchdown to, uh, oh, shit. Who was it? Uh, Calvante? No. No, no, his first one, the very, like, oh, it was his second play, the second, uh, second Joshua, half. Joshua Moore. Yeah, to Moore. But it was a great ball, too. Yeah, that was. That was a really good ball. I mean, so he, and he also looked really fast. Like, for the first time in a while, our players in general across the board, like, looked bigger, faster, stronger than the opposing team. And I think yeah. that just goes back to your point about Colorado being that bad. There's so many games in the Big 12 where we should look like that, but we play so timid. Right. Hopefully, it gets fixed. I agree with you. But I mean, yeah, Casey coming out in the second half starts, goes touchdown as first five possessions, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown. Hmm. Um, Game over at that point. That was, that was over. After that second touchdown, it was, it, we felt like it was over. They kept on going back and forth between those quarterbacks. I was like, oh, that poor yeah, second that, guy. That second just, stream wasn't that bad. No, he why. wasn't. But he just, they, as soon as he got some momentum, they pulled, or like lost a little bit of momentum, they pulled him. Yeah. Um, if that guy would have been played the whole game, they probably it probably is at least a, you know, within three touchdowns, if not less. Between oh, it would have been a much teams. more competitive game for sure. Um, okay, defensively, I think this game truly showed what Demarvion can can be as a as a linebacker, especially in the Big Twelve. I know we weren't playing a Big Twelve team, but in the Big Twelve, being that rangy, quick linebacker that can run down guys and you know not just be a big body up the middle but rather someone who can also cover um i thought he played very very good he was i think he was defensive mvp i think he was he was was finally got his national recognition for his armbands yeah oh god that was pretty funny like mr steel your armband like all that stuff that was coming out (laughs) that was pretty cool and like he was like he kept on tweeting like just a small town kid from arp and it's like okay yeah you are but you're also like a freak athlete so like let's let's just let's roll with that um i thought jaron thompson played really well too i thought he played he was he was more relevant and i saw him making more plays than stearns did like all season which is just so frustrating to have the guy that that much talent and just gets so banged up and he just kind of removes himself from a lot of plays. I mean, I guess he was kind of quarterbacking that field, but regardless. Um, did he did Stearns declare? I think so, didn't he? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's keep talking about the game. Um, and then, I mean, come on, the, uh, the Alfred Collins pick. Yeah. That was unbelievable. That, I mean, that was – did they put him on Moss on NFL? Yeah. They did? Okay, good. Got it. Yeah. That was – that was – when I first saw that, I was like, oh, nice. And bad down pass. I was like, oh, shit. Like, he dropped that. Um, Stearns did clear, by the way. Uh, or he, Sorry, he caught that. That was <laughs> – I mean, you don't see a true freshman – wait, true freshman? Yeah. Yeah, he's a true freshman. Yeah, true freshman make a play like that, especially on a defensive line, like – Big guy. I don't know. All of those guys were kind of just eating the Colorado O line up. No, I mean him, Brockton or Brofton, whatever it is. He got himself finally got a sack. Vernon Brockton, yeah. Keandre obviously did his deal. Keandre's mm-hmm. only a junior, right? He should be back for one yeah. more. No, he's back. Um, the only take one. What? What? Sorry. What? What? Take one was the only guy that was sitting out. Was okay. gone. Um. 
I'm trying to think anyone else on defense. I, I didn't see, you know, the corners never got beat. Granted, the competition they're going against wasn't that great. Uh, yeah, BJ Foster kind of had some plays here and there. I mean, he kind of had a showing. But you know who played like shit the few minutes he got and then acted like he was a freaking champion on the trophy stage? <laughs> Anthony Cook. I can't stand oh, that. Guy. I didn't, I didn't that? notice that. Passing interference, like, you know, in the end zone or whatever. Or That's, like, the most he played all season, too. Yeah, and he was up there, like, swag, you know, like, filling himself on the chance. Like, dude, you are a five-star, like, this third string behind, like, some scrubs, and you, you're up here celebrating. Like, you suck. That was – I didn't see that. That was ugly. I mean, he he might have played, like, ten snaps in the game, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but he, he's a he, – that guy needs to step up or his football career is going to be over. Regardless, and I mean, a good effort – by the defense as well. You could tell that running back for Colorado was pretty good. He's small, yeah. but he's fast. And you could tell they wanted to come out and thought they could establish some run early on, and it just went absolutely nowhere. So that was, again, fun to watch. I I commend Chris Ash. I think he did a great job with what he was – the situation he was in, A, obviously that didn't turn out well, um, and B, the talent that he had, I think he – pretty much got the most out of this defense. And I know you and I have kind of differed, deferred on this all season, but like, don't you think like that was a, a solid defensive effort compared to what we saw with Orlando. Yeah. Overall um, of the season. That's what I'm saying. It was, um, I was very pleased with it. Um, and I think you're right. I mean, Marvin's going to be like kind of the, the main dude next year. So it's going to be fun to have that centerpiece around him. Yeah, I mean, between DeMarvion, Jaron Thompson, um, Coach Keandre, Chris Adamora, Jacoby Jones, uh, Jawan Mitchell's coming back, and then BJ more of the – BJ and the younger D linemen. I, I don't I don't think you're going to lose – I mean, yes, you lose a side and you lose a, a big pass rush, uh, you know, threat. But I think you can – probably find that from another from another player i don't know who that other player would be it's sure as hell not jet bush i love that guy but god he when he came in he just did absolutely nothing um but yeah looking looking ahead to next year you're not you're not losing a whole lot compared to offensively i mean you're losing you're probably your best receiver obviously your quarterback uh you had a running back hit the transfer portal you're losing your most senior O-lineman probably. Um, so, or sorry, as well as your stud left tackle. So it's it's a little uglier on offense compared to defense looking at 2021. But getting back to the game, I mean, overall, I, I think that was that's how you're supposed to take care of an inferior team and what this Texas team should have done for the past four years. And, you know, I, I saw a stat that, that was only the third game we'd won by 20, Herman won by 20 or more points. I just don't get it. Why is it truly the amount of time he needs to prepare to truly dissect a an inferior team, or is it a player mentality deal where they did they never want to get up for those bad games, or did you know giving those guys some rest always help us? I, I think it truly had to do with coaching, um, but there's got to be some sort of player issue. I guess I think it's yeah I think it's player mentality has a lot to do with it but that's that should be a a fix a coach can make um you know drilling it into these kids heads week after week like okay we this isn't a you know walk through like we still got to play 
Kansas State, even though they're starting quarterbacks out, you know? I guess mm-hmm. we rolled through Kansas State. But you know what I'm saying? Just, like, uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of, a, yeah, it, like you said, it's kind of a one or the other. Is it a chicken or the egg type situation? But, again, I mean, three games. I mean, think about in the past couple of years, like, there's been some god-awful Kansas games or teams. Like, the TCU team, what was it, two years ago, was freaking terrible. Uh, Kansas State went through a period where they had some ugly, ugly teams. West Virginia didn't have a quarterback for, like, two years um, and coaching changes. I, I don't know, man. The, and Baylor had, you know, when Rule rule left and all of a sudden they're still back in it this year, it's just, man, it's ugly. It's, it's ugly. Um, what would you, before we jump off this season, what would you say – the highs and lows of the season were. God, I mean, don't highs? give me that. I would say there's no high. Literally, the high I think was like coming back versus Texas Tech. <laughs> I would say that, or beating Oklahoma State fairly soundly, quote unquote, would be is probably the high, and soundly is, you know putting it mildly because it went to overtime, but they were a good team and they, they were full, they were full strength with um, Sanders, Hubbard and Wallace. You know, that was yeah, one of, the, think you're right. that was one of the few games they had everybody. So that, I mean, that's, that's the best win, right? Yeah. Without a doubt. I think that's definitely the high and the low is blowing the game versus Iowa state without a doubt. I don't even know if that's the low, man. I mean, you had a chance to go to the big 12 championship and you blew it. Maybe, I, I don't know. I still think the the OU loss is pretty pretty damning. Obviously the TCU loss, but that's a fluke play at the end, so it's tough. And those refs at the beginning of that game were the worst you've ever seen on both sides. But uh, the OU game feels hurts a little bit more to me because you're so close, and Sam just pulled that out of his ass and. Remember when they went on that 14 – they scored those two touchdowns in the third quarter, and you're like, there's no way we win this game. Absolute none. And you just come so close. I guess that Iowa State, the turtle at the end is just – okay, yeah, that was bad. And going for the fourth down – okay, yeah, that was pretty bad. Is the absolute low going for that fourth down of the season against Iowa State? Uh, Yeah. I think, so. yeah. I think so. if you had to pin it, pin it on one play, I put if you're pinning it on one play, I'm pinning it at that or the TC fumble. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Well, that wraps it up for the 2020 season. But yeah. close that book. <laughs> that one's done. And speaking of closing books, Tomas Herman has been fired. John owes me dinner. Because I don't know. The- I, I want to like read, I want to hear. Okay, go back. Go back. I want to hear if you can please send me the episode in time that I agreed that if I'll find it. What was the wording that Urban would be the coach? No, 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 no. I didn't bet on Urban. I bet on Herman being fired. Is what I bet on, and we bet dinner on that. I would like to hear evidence. The only thing I don't remember exactly is the timing. I can't remember if I said by the end of the season or by you know whatever. I'll honor my word and I'll buy you dinner, but I think I'll go I find the evidence and I'll, and I'll back it up regardless. I think you're very busy. I don't know if you might, you might not be able to find time. I never said that urban was coming. I actually said there was, I was like a 30, 40% chance that he would come. Obviously he did not. 
Um, I still think he's going to go – or not still think. I think that he's going to go to the NFL. I don't know why, but I, I just don't think – he's getting older and he's kind of – his clock's running out, and I don't think there's going to be a good college – a better college option than Texas over the next couple of years. Like, unless Saban keels over after the championship game this week, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, it'd be a pretty big slap to the face if he goes somewhere next year. Like, be, yeah. If he goes to no, USC next year, oh, jeez. Yeah, that's going to hurt. But uh, we'll dive into the negativity around being the UT football coach another day. That's a Let, whole okay, let's go back into Herman being fired. I, yeah. we, we were in that we're in that group, me, shout out Finesse, and it was just a constant back and forth of the reasons why. And the people saying those pol- all political, I think, are really dumb because it was definitely not all political the product on the field was terrible. But I think at the end of the day, the like reason he got fired, like after the game and not, I guess just whatever that Saturday, last Saturday was purely political. And that Del has got to make a business decision. He's got a stadium. He needs money for, he's got boxes to sell. And Herman's kind of a prick. Why, why do we, what, what value does this guy bring? If we can, if we know out, if we know we can go out and get Sarkeesian, which obviously they did because they fired him and then it was announced like later that afternoon. Yeah, no, that was, you don't fire without a, a right. person. Right. In place. And that's everyone's big scare. And I get that. And I think that was the, that was going back to the urban thing is that everyone was so scared of is we fire him and then you don't get urban. It's like, what do you do? You're just sitting wandering the desert. That was obviously not going to happen. They're smart enough, but I, I get people for being scared because we've 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 fucked up a, a good bit the past couple coaching uh, choices. But so, I don't know what what do you think? Like the the one reason he's fired? I, I think it yeah. I mean, obviously the product on the field is a big one. The losses to inferior teams is related to the product on the field. Um, I think that's that's one thing. Um, and then simply not making Big 12 championships because of those losses to inferior teams is kind of like the umbrella behind that little department of why he got fired. But I think the biggest thing of them all is his inability to win these recruiting battles in the state of Texas. And that, that ultimately is what it all comes down to, right? Unless you uh, yeah. be, you know, an amazing coach that takes three stars like the Purple Wizard did and, and won big games, which Tom Herman was not. So, you know, when you're not winning games, which is what he was not doing um, – after the Sugar Bowl, he, he still, you know, lost to LSU. He lost to Iowa State last year. He lost to OU last year, uh, lost to TCU last year. So he was winning games he needed to win and then also losing recruiting battles to out-of-state teams. Um, so I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. And then both of those kind of add up to the whole money thing of we've got to start winning some games at UT, even though – UT will always be fine revenue-wise just because of the brand. It is what it is. That you got to be able to win games and you got to be able to recruit in the state of Texas, and he was not doing either of those. So um, I don't think it's political. I don't want to think that something happened, like, within the administration. Is somebody off. Uh, But I don't think he had the respect of everybody anymore. And ultimately, when the tide turns at University of Texas, the tide kind of turned pretty fast as we've seen so um i'm obviously biased towards this but i think you could argue that he was fired the day that the brock myers committed to alabama 
because those are two kids that you need you've you need you haven't had a great offensive line i've always said this is our biggest problem for the past decade but regardless you haven't had a great offensive line recruiting the past couple years you've somehow managed like you know to have a couple decent left tackles so you can sell the selling points there legacy double legacy brothers on the team whole nine this is a layup and you and they go to alabama both is there a chance we get them now that the alabama no, i asked i asked my source and it doesn't doesn't seem likely this year obviously i mean they already signed like you know they're not gonna they're, i mean they, they're in they're like going to tuscaloosa like tomorrow so that would be that would be a little drastic. Um, okay, here's the, but I still th- I still think you could argue that, that was because when that happens, it's like okay, he's obviously not a plus recruiter. He's not getting the kids that you need to get in the state of Texas. Let's see what he can do on the field. If he can back that up, okay, fine, we can live with it. But obviously, that didn't happen. This is the stat that was also getting thrown around, which I I think explains it perfectly. Talking about what you were saying with the the games, you know, winning the games that you're supposed to win and losing the ones that you're supposed to win. <laughs> 27 games that were decided by one score under Herman Zara, the most in the past four years. We went 14 and 13 in those games, so 500. In 19 of those games, we were ranked in the top 25 in those, in 19 of those uh, 27. We went 10 and 9, also 500. Seven times, that was most of any, or the worst record. Um, as a top 10 or top 25 team in the past four years. Over those four years, we lost to an unranked team seven times when we were ranked in the top 25, also by far the most. I think the next closest was four. Four losses when you're, you know, ranked versus unranked. 64% of the, of the Texas team this year was either four-star or five-star which is the fourth highest, you know, they call it like a blue chip ratio. It's the fourth highest ratio behind, like, I think it was Alabama, Ohio State, and I can't remember who else. That is in front of higher ratio than OU, Clemson, and Florida. I think, I I don't think anyone, I know nobody's saying he should have not been fired, but, and there was, it was more kind of a chess chess game if he would get fired but regardless what the product that he produced was not there and he needed to go yeah he wasn't getting kids the kids he got he wasn't you know producing an nfl type talent so i mean the the writing was on the wall about if you let him stay you're just kind of kicking the can down the road so i'm glad they made a move um no first round picks while he was there I think dude, Connor, they, Connor Williams was his highest draft pick, and he that wasn't his recruit. Jeez. The damage had been done um, to the relationship between Tom and the university, and the move had to be made. Am I surprised the move was made? Yes, but uh, I'm glad it was. So. All right, well, moving on to the next guy. Going back to the whole coaching search thing, there was a lot of rumors flying around. Brian Kelly's name, Dan Mullen's name, Matt Campbell, all those guys were mentioned. I think Texas – reached out to all of their agents pretty much. I think I, I didn't see any rumors of Sarkeesian until, you know, a week or two into this whole thing, you know, probably middle of December, but it never seemed like it was going to be a, a for sure candidate after Urban said no. Um, looking at the kind of overall, I, I like the hire. I really do. 
but I don't love it. And it, the, the, the alcoholism is not even, I don't care about that. That's over. I think more of it is these, he's not Saban. Everyone's trying to recreate Saban and it's impossible. And if you look at Saban's assistants that's, that have left Jimbo, Derek Dooley, uh, Jeremy Pruitt, what Kirby smart. Kirby's the only one who's really done a good, you know, good job on his own. It seems like he's got a program that he could run by himself. And, Tark- and Kirby was there, I think, four years, maybe Lane longer. Kiffin. Kiffin was there for a, two years, three years. Maybe a year or two, yeah. And Sarkeesian's been there, too. So that gives me pause in that does he really n- understand and know how to run a program like – not like Saban, but – as to be that type of a power five head coach. Um, I think he's knows how to call the hell. He's probably the best offensive play caller in the nation. It helps when you have Devontae Smith and Mac Jones and Najee Harris and the best line in the nation regardless. But I mean, he recruited those guys. He's a plus recruiter. Um, if he can bring Kyle flood, the offensive line coach that I think that's huge. But again, I, I like, I like the hire. I just, I don't know. I, I I'm cautious. Yeah, it's definitely not a home run hire. Um, it's it's kind of like a um, he's the name that everybody knew just because of his past, but didn't really know what kind of success he had had until they started looking into it again. Um, I think it's probably the best you could have gotten out there in the B group, um, and for the value, I think the contract was good. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad that it wasn't too much being that it's 5.2, which is less than what Tom was making. Um, so I'm happy they didn't, like, you know, give him high-dollar money. Yeah. So, uh, I, again, I'm not really, like, blown away by the hire, but I think the, the simple fact that a change is kind of, like, what makes me kind of excited. Whereas Charlie right. – Oh, I'm excited. but Get Charlie out of here. Get yeah. Tom Herman. He's on fire U of H. Let's go. Like, I'm like less excited about Sark than I was Tom. Oh, Herman. about Herman? Oh, 100%. Yes, definitely. Which feels weird. Yeah. But no, I agree with you. That was also a little different because Charlie was obviously a lot worse than Tom. Um, and Herman was the hottest name by far that, you know, everyone knew was going somewhere and LSU needed a new coach, which is still crazy to look back on that we basically. We didn't hand the LSU a national title, but I don't think they win one with Herman. Um, you know, they might, whatever, but they probably don't. Because uh, that, you know, you don't get Joe Brady and you don't get Steven Swinger, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not nearly as excited about Sarkeesian as I am Herman, which is, ugh, that makes me sick just saying that. <laughs> but yeah, I know, but maybe that's a good do? thing. No, I know. You're right. No, maybe it is. And that it's, it's someone who's a little unplugged from, you know, what the, the craziness that is trying to become like trying to find the next young stud coach. And then he's a little bit more, I mean, he, he does have power five conference experience at two different schools. But I went back and looked like Washington was awful when he got there, they went and 12 the year before he got there. And I think he, the next year they went five and seven. And the year after that, I think they went eight and four and went to the Rose bowl. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, they obviously beat USC a few times, which was big. Um, he 
he turned a really bad program into at least a contender for a bit. And then the Boise state coach kind of took it to the next, next level. But um, my only concern is that if this doesn't work, like the administration and CDC are going to be done, like absolutely done, especially CDC. So I know not that far in advance. No, CDC is definitely put his kind of nuts on the line for this one, which I, I he's making what he thinks is the right decision for the university. And I, I will applaud him and Eltife and Hartzell for getting this done. Obviously you swung and miss at Urban, but I think that was a little bit they did all that they could. You know, they couldn't have done more and to make him come. Um and also, if we would have paid Urban like ten million dollars, and he goes out and loses to TCU next year, I'd, I would I don't know what I'd do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that might just be it. Just see ya. No more beers and steers. It's just beers. Uh, <laughs> but I still think that them working all together, they were obviously all on the same page, and they signed that whole letter, you know, about with Herman and about Sarkeesian and. They did it in a smart way, and there wasn't too many leaks about it. Even with Urban, there really weren't any leaks. You never heard of a direct conversation, and Urban never publicly stated, I'm not coming to the University of Texas. So they did it smartly, and then it kind of hid the shitstorm that's going on behind the scenes that usually is so public with this university. Yeah. No, I mean, credit to them. They did a good job of keeping it under the wraps, but – um, if it doesn't work, I, I feel for them because it could be really expensive and could cost them their jobs. But that's for four years from now when we're older. Yeah, no kidding. Um, okay, just fun stuff looking back. Well, again, went back and listened to the first episode. Okay, if you don't count, looking at our predictions is what I'm getting to. If you don't count the Kansas game, just we'll just go ahead and chalk that as it would have been a win. Uh, John, you were one game off for our season total, and I was two games off. Uh, you said that we were going to lose to K-State and Oklahoma State. I said we just lose to Oklahoma State. Uh, obviously, all of that is incorrect. We said – remember we did, like, the stats, like what would be more stats-wise? Um, we said we'd have more sacks or more passing touchdowns, and we both said sacks, and we were both incorrect by 100%. We had 32 <laughs> passing touchdowns and only 17 sacks. Granted, you know, not as many games and all that, but I mean, I don't think we're getting 15 sacks in uh, yeah. you know, however many games. You're not so, making up that Delta. Right. Oh, wow, John. Look at you. Delta. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that came from. Somebody's in business school. Uh, okay. The other one was more rush yards between Roshan or pass yards for Eagles. Roshan only had like 30 yards in the one extra game that he had over Eagles, regardless. I think we both said Roshan over more Eagles. Now, granted, this is also the time when Eagles was like third on the depth chart, and we didn't see see that coming. Um, but whatever. Roshan ended up with 418, Eagles with 469. Nice. Uh, so, <laughs> wrong again. Playoff, you said Clemson and Bama, and you were in such disarray that we were actually going to have a season. You didn't give a third and fourth team. I said Clemson, Georgia, Bama, Oklahoma State, one through four. Obviously, two of those were completely wrong. I don't know. I don't think I said who was going to win the national championship. Um, those were really the only predictions I, I could find. Uh, 
it's funny just looking back and we're like, is Bijan going to become part of this offense? Uh, you thought that Jordan Win- Whittington was going to be the, uh, you know, the guy that was really going to come out of nowhere. And that didn't really happen. But on defense, you did say that Chris Adamora, DeMarvion, were the guys going to step up. And you're that 100% right on that one. I said Kerstetter because I'm loyal to all offensive linemen. And then I said Coburn on defense. And I, I think Coburn had a great year, but I don't think he provided the the value that you know that you had to have that DeMarvion or uh, Adamora had. Yeah, no, I think we were pretty pretty good on our player predictions, but our uh, statistical predictions really suck. Yeah, I, Big 12 predictions, I was very off. I said Texas, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Kansas State. Um, yeah, wasn't right on that one. So what do you think about the national championship? That's going to be a good game. Game of the week, game of the year, national championship. It's supposed to be next Monday. I think it's 7.15, 7.30 on ABC. Uh, there's rumors that it's going to get pushed back because Oklahoma State's got COVID issues, of course. Nick Saban's uh, – whoa, whoa, whoa. Ohio State. Ohio State. What did I say? Oklahoma State. Uh, Ohio State, excuse me. Of course, Nick Saban's daughter went on a tirade saying that they're saying that so that they can get Justin Fields more time because his rib's broken, and she's probably right. Yeah, she's uh, wrong. Uh, um, regardless, right now it's scheduled for next Monday. There's rumors – that Waddle Jalen Waddle is going to be back. He uh, he warmed up for the Clemson game with no pads on, but obviously didn't play. But there's a chance he does. Um, line right now is Bama minus eight, but more shocking is the t- highest point total ever in a national championship game. John, what's the point total? Guess the point total. Seventy-seven and a half. Wow, seventy-six and a half. Good job. Uh, no, I, I legit had not even seen. That. I was just guessing based on yeah. your tone. 76, 76 and a half. Um, I still kind of like the over on that one. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think eight is a lot. I don't think I would. I could lay Bama eight. Fields is obviously playing like a bat out of hell, and they ran all over Clemson. Granted, once that Skalski got kicked out, which was a bullshit call, by the way. Yeah, that was bullshit. Once he got kicked out, they started running the ball like crazy. But still, they, they were not – Clemson was not ready for the rushing attack they had. And I was impressed with Ohio State's D-line. I, you know, I didn't see that coming. I don't think their DBs and all that are great, but – or, you know, unbelievable. But their D-line was pretty good. Yeah, I'm a little gunshot to even touch that game after the Clemson game. I don't know what Ohio State we're going to get versus Alabama. So, you know, are you going to get the Indiana Ohio State or are you going to get the Clemson Ohio State? So, are you going to get the Northwestern Ohio State or the Clemson Ohio State? Yeah, right. what's his face? That running back from uh, Sermon from OU or yeah. whatever? He played unbelievable. Why did he, he transfer? Money. I don't know why that guy transferred, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, must have uh, not like Norman. I don't know. If I had to play something, I'd honestly play the over just because, like, it's the highest over ever. I'm not going to not play it. You know? Totally. Um, we well, do that's have a, it for the 2020 Beers and Steers season, everybody. Thanks we, for coming. We do have a top 10 basketball team. You want to talk about oh. that for five seconds? Yeah, I, I you know, I do John's think – John's the basketball I'm, guy. I, I, I can kind of break down defense, nothing. Bro. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think that the number of our ranks is a little inflated because of who we are in terms of Texas. I agree. Uh, 
I think they are a top 12 team. That, that's the number I'll go at. They are, they are much better than any team that we have had under Shaka. I think it's kind of like the Mo Bamba team um, with Andrew Jones playing before mm-hmm. he went out. Yeah. Um, they were decent. And, but this team is finally fits Shaka's system in terms of being long and fast and great guard play play very, very good defense. Um, they still struggle with the offensive sets, but you could see last night once they anywhere. figured out what their advantage was about halfway through the first half, they started dominating. It just took them a second, whereas it used to take them, you know, a half and, you know, freaking almost half the whole game to figure out what advantage they may have, and they would squeak out. Granted, they almost lost last night, but it was kind of a, just a uh, weird comeback at the end. Yeah, but they were up by 10 and a half. They're playing confident for the first time in a while, and it's fun to watch. So I'm happy that Shaka did not get fired last year, and we, yeah. we avoided like more buyout money. Yeah, Del uh, so is happy question. that they're doing this. <laughs> I had this question uh, for Campbell last night: What? Uh, I guess how far does Shaka have to make it in the tournament this year to receive an extension to his contract? Ooh. Granted, he has next year and the following year under this current extended contract. So he has two more years under contract. What would you do? Sorry. How far, if you were the AD, how far does Shaka need to get into the tournament to deserve extended years beyond what he's already been extended? What's he making right now? Ten. Whoa. Three. Oh, he's making like three. Yeah. Making like three and a half. I don't think they extend him. I, I think he has to get to the final four to be extended. I, I was going to say final four. If he gets to the final four, I extend him two years, seven million, or four, I'll, two years, eight million overall. If he gets to the final four. Yeah, I don't know what Chris Beard got when he did his thing, but I think it'd be very close to that. God, basketball's so fickle, though, man. It just shows that, like, if you have two good guards, two good senior guards, like, yep. you can you can play with anybody. You can beat anybody. Yep. That Kansas game was awesome, and it yeah, sucked that it that was <laughs> over. I mean, it's just the most typical like Texas thing in the world, and that we're beating the shit out of the Kansas. Like, have we ever beat them? I mean, we've never beaten them that bad, especially we, in Kansas. We've never beaten them that bad. We have beaten them up there, though. Right, but like we hadn't beaten them in what thirteen of the last fourteen, and we hadn't beaten them there. And I can't remember when the last one was. It was um, like ten plus years ago. And nobody's nobody cares, <laughs> like yeah. because the Herman stuff broke and the Sarkeesian stuff then broke. Like as the game was going on, it was just the most typical Texas thing you've ever seen. Well, they they have a long way to go. They still got to beat West Virginia this weekend. Yeah. That's a big game. Yeah. If we're gonna watch when y'all get here, oh, yeah. um, they still have a couple games with Baylor. Texas Tech is good, so there's still a little bit of judgment that needs to be made on this team. But I do think that they are a top 12 team based on their play so far. I think what's ultimately going to happen, they're going to get to like the sweet 16. That's my prediction. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Granted, I haven't watched – I've probably watched like three full games, maybe four. So, I, I couldn't give a good prediction, and I haven't watched like any other college basketball team. I watched Iowa the other day because I, I wanted to watch that Luca Garza, and that guy's a freak, but – yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a little early, but since we're not going to be talking again, I'll say make it to the Sweet 16, lose to Gonzaga. 
Wow. So you'll be in the number one region. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, if we're the five seed. I think we're like a three seed. I really do. Think so you're gonna say you're saying we're gonna be like twelve, end up twelve, fifteen. No, I think yeah. I mean, if you're a twelve ranked twelve to fifteen, you're a three or four seat. Yeah, most likely a three. Three. So that's that's, that's what I'm saying. That's where you think we're gonna end up rank wise. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think we'll be a little bit higher because I don't know what was it. I don't think West Virginia was supposed to be that good this year, and they no, they're they playing. Weren't. I don't think so. And they're playing. We gotta, like get, we gotta get that win this weekend. That'll be huge if we get it. What time is it? Noon. Do, do we have Bill Walton? I don't know. I love Bill Walton. I know no one's listening, so I'm gonna say this. I've got to pee so badly. So that is your season for no, beers. no. We're gonna no, no, no. People still want to listen. We still got more to talk about. John's got his head down. He's not even looking at the camera. John, what's your you been your favorite so part cool. about wedding planning? What? What's been your favorite part about wedding planning? It's almost over. We're not going to talk. <gasps> the next time we talk in the Beers and Cheers podcast, you're going to be married. Holy shit. Ashley's going to be here next time we do this. Damn it. She's going to see way too much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. That's going to be weird. That's weird, man. Big things happening. New football coach. Our I'm basketball team's good. One of us getting married. This is. I don't what know, an idiot. Man. It's got a lot of a lot of changes. Good, good. More for me. You know what? More we're gonna me. be we're gonna be playing right now. People are gonna be listening, and it's gonna be Green Day, time of your life. Everyone's gonna be getting all sad and sappy and emotional. Uh, best part of wedding planning is yeah. uh, choosing all the food without a doubt. Ooh, what's the best thing you've tried? Uh, I'm gonna go out there and say the. It's not really food, but it's part of like the tasting. Man. The oh shit, I just completely blanked on what to call. <laughs> a little like not like no punch, but like you know one of those like brandy oh. freezes. Oh, like a Dell's Delight. Yeah, and they're really good. So prepare yourself. Damn. What kind of? Also, we're having ice cream served in Astros helmets, and you have to get. Oh one. fuck that! I'm bringing my own mini Rangers helmet. <laughs> I'll be the guy banging the trash cans in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, I had to make that joke. Sorry. Awkward silence. Sorry, the radio, the uh, internet went out. I couldn't hear you. What? Okay. Thanks for listening. See you in 2021, even though it's already 2021. See you in the 2021 <laughs> season. Wait. What? Is it over? No. Maybe when we're doing our next episode, life will be maybe we'll be normal. Maybe. I don't think. No, I don't know. There's no way. But I think we will. Be prepared we, we just we had the, the capital got stormed today. I don't think we're ever going back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> we're going the wrong way. <laughs> I think we'll be preparing for fifty percent capacity in the state. Whoa. Okay. Just now we're now we're really getting into some predictions. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna say. I I'm gonna say hundred percent student section, fifty yeah. percent the rest. Because they, they were doing the whole, if you get tested, you get a ticket thing. They can do that for the whole student. Well, was it this year, 25% capacity? Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm going to take that back. I bet you it's 75% capacity this football season. Whoa. I still think 50. I think 100% student, 50 everywhere else. 
You got the vaccine yet? No, not yet. But I, I can get it. What? SMU. What? Yeah. They just sent out, they sent out a survey that said, yes or no, would you get it if you could? I was like, yeah. What does it mean you're uh, applicable? It just said yes or no. I know. It, it's just a survey saying they're trying to test the gauge the, the, uh, no, I know, but like, I'm a student, like, so they don't, I don't think they really care about like medical conditions. I hope not. Anywho, you're wrong. I'm right. See you on 2020. Sober as Sarkeesian.